Welcome to I'm Not a Fan Unless I Have a Podcast. I'm John Hanford, and right now I'm uh, screening the wind with my hand, um, changing it up a little bit. I'm uh, doing this outside at the uh, at the dog park in Yucca Valley. Um, it's a beautiful morning. Clancy's got to run, so I uh, figured we'll just get the intro done here. Also, you know, yeah, this episode's coming out a couple days late, but uh, once I saw on Tuesday that, uh, you know, King Gizzard was going to be releasing a new thing I was like well might as well just wait and uh yeah so that's what I did and holy shit uh I mean the the video for one um or O-N-E I don't know what how they prefer you pronounce it but um yeah I I absolutely loved the video uh the song I think is is really interesting it's I've only listened to it twice so it's um uh but but I, I did like the change the changes of pace uh, the the changes in the the different sounds that they explore you know which we kind of also saw with if not now then when come to think of it um, but uh, you know just in, just in how it starts with like you know if not now then when starts with like the the hard you know microtonal kind of like you know it, it, all all uh, all is known you know and then um, and then it goes into the the cool like uh, synthy shit and um, and, and and I so I, I like the variance in um, in O N E or one uh, as well. Uh, again, haven't listened that intently yet, um, you know. But uh, first, you know, for the, the, my first impression is really good. But uh, this morning, you know, so I was taking the if you saw on my um, on the Instagram story, I was taking Clancy out to use the to you know use the bathroom, take a dump, um, and just on my front step is uh Shit. well <laughs> wait what did i do okay yeah i just knocked everything down and then my screen went dark for a second so uh, reposition but this is what i got uh you know and this is something that i probably wouldn't be able to do if i was at home with the virtual background because you know that's a nightmare to navigate when you're doing show and tell um but uh here we go. I got some uh, wire cutters to cut the tape on this. These are my, uh, and you know, I, I gotta say, it is hilarious how I was able to get the flightless KG shipped from Australia before I've even gotten a notification from Caroline about the squashed brain. Uh, so, who knows? I, I also don't know if that's just an overplayed meme at this point, or if there's, um, or if there's like actually something just shady going on in their end. But I think. I think it's just, you know, people getting over anxious and impatient online, you know, it happens. Um, but in any case, let's see what we got from, uh, from Flightless. I got, you know, so the, uh, the packaging was a little damaged. It was a little dented, but I don't think that affected the, uh, I don't think that affected the albums. Uh, cause again, I got, you know, I got the KG and I got the live at San Francisco 2016. Here we go. Damn, I kind of... Eh, the, this box is still usable. Okay. First of all, I love, I absolutely love these record covers. Um, this Nonagon for, uh, for live in San Francisco. And let's check out, let's, let's check that out. Okay. 
yeah, this thing's pretty gorgeous. I, you know, so I didn't realize that it would be um, that it would be a paper sort of material uh, with with the Nonagon Infinity uh, elevated with with some kind of um, yeah, I mean some some kind of texture. It's kind of gritty and nice and like honestly, it's it feels like Nonagon Infinity sounds if that makes sense. Um, but this is just a two disc thing. Cool tool images. Oh, hell yeah, we got Stu, Stu with the Hagstrom. Good old times. And then, uh, and then the, what, what is this? I don't even know what brand of guitar this is. Is this like, it looks like it begins with a Y, but that's not a Yamaha logo, I don't think. Um, I forget which uh, which edition, which pressing I got. I was really baked when I when I ordered these. Um, okay, so I got I got this one. I forget what what this was called, and I actually don't know if the color is really gonna show up in this video. But um, but yeah, it's the red and black one, um, and uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, anyway, I I I, don't, did, I didn't realize how logistically unsound show and tell would be <laughs> um but uh because like now i'm just i just got stuff everywhere winds blowing this around and i'm just some wild guy to anybody else who happens to see this and just in a park with records just doing an unboxing and a podcast like it's not every day you see a laptop or you know let alone a microphone in a uh in a dog park and i just i'm putting these in the wrong fucking things um I don't think I've ever been this much of a klutz on my podcast before, but whatever, it's fun. Um, I, I, I'm seriously just smitten with, uh, you know, both with Clancy just being a, a new dog dad that still, um, you know, hasn't worn off at all. In fact, it's only getting stronger. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, like, I, I better not be the guy, or like when I adopted Clancy, I was thinking like, I, I better not become that guy who, you know creates an Instagram account for the dog, but now I'm thinking, like, I, fuck, I might have to, um, <laughs> just because, like, I'm getting indoctrinated into the whole cult of being a dog owner. Okay, this is sick. Check this out. Uh, there we go. I'm still recording. Good. Um, this is the shit that I was waiting for. Um, I got the, uh, the Let It Mellow edition, which it says right down there. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to put this thing on when I get home from the dog park. Um, oh, you know, so this is, this is pretty interesting. It looks like they did, they're doing the texture thing with both KG and, and KG's also got like the foil, they got like the shininess to it. So that's an interesting, uh, thing. I wonder how environmentally safe, environmentally friendly that is, but, uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's cool as hell. Um, and I can't wait to get LW, which, who knows, might get here before the Caroline Squash Brain, but, um, anyway, that's my unboxing. I've never done an unboxing video before, so that was cool. Um, or, you know, an unboxing for records I've never done. The, in fact, the only unboxing video I've ever done was a Uniqlo unboxing when I got this hat I'm wearing, plus my sweatpants. Um, ultimate quarantine garb. Uh, anyway, let's get into the intro for this specific episode. Um, 
my guest today is uh, is a dude who's friends with uh, with Amanda, Jaden, and Cherry, uh, who we know from you know a couple episodes from this podcast. One of the some of the funnest that we've ever had. Um, you know, this guy hit, hit, hits me up. His name is Brian. He's just like, yo, I'm friends with uh, you know with Jaden, Amanda, and Cherry, and um, they they're just like, you should be on the pod. And I'm, anyway, so here he is, and um, so we we got into a really fun conversation. He's from Arizona. Um, big time prog nerd. Uh, you know, that's the name of, that's the title of this episode for a good reason. Uh, we get into a really interesting conversation about Prague and, you know, I learned a lot, um, since I don't really know that much about it. Uh, you know, beyond like a little bit of tool. Yes. And, uh, Polygon Duana land. And I guess you could include Jethro Tull a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I am not knowledgeable at all about Prague. Uh, Brian, on the other hand, totally is, and um, uh, so it was, it was just fun to like talk about different elements of Prague and, and different elements of uh, what draws him into King Gizzard. Uh, you know, beyond going beyond Polygondwanaland, <laughs> going beyond Polygondwanaland. Um, damn. Uh, well, that's what bur- what my burps sound like sometimes. Actually, that was pretty mild for my burps. Um, you should see me after I've had some seltzer. Uh, I don't come to think of it. I'm, I might have, I might have had a few burps on this podcast. Um, so whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop bumbling around here. Um, we'll get right into this episode guys. Please welcome Brian to the podcast. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous because you know, I've listened to the podcast before, so I don't want to screw it up. So, Oh d- dude, don't, don't worry about screwing it up. It's, uh, yeah. um, I mean, this is just like a regular, you know, uh, hangout basically, right. but, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I, you mentioned that, uh, that Jaden, Amanda and, and Cherry had, uh, had talked you into this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, th- th- they're some of my favorite people. So, um, uh, by extension, you know, welcome, uh, <laughs> welcome to the club. Yeah. I'm in the, like the same discord as them. So like, you know they're always doing shenanigans and i've just you know talked to them sometimes too yeah yeah well so um uh what, what what's your background with uh with you know being a fan of king giz oh we're starting oh yeah 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 what why not <laughs> okay i see um so so i was in i i've like my background is that like i'm a big prog nerd like i love like all of those late well, not late, like, yeah, I guess late 60s, uh, 70s bands like Genesis, King Crimson, uh, Frank Zappa, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yes, or uh, yeah, yes, a little bit of yes, not that much. I have a friend who actually runs like a yes server, like, that's how much he's into them, but like, I'm just like not that much into them, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Most of my friends don't really care for King Gizzard, so <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I know that goes, yeah uh but and in general i was just a big fan of all these bands and uh i was in some discord communities and they would just talk about like you know oh you know they talk about like new releases and i just generally would just not care because it was like you know i'm fine listening to whatever old boomer music that i am listening to right now and uh uh i remember I don't remember like the first time people brought it up, but I do remember people bringing up King Gizzard 
and like Nonagon when it came out. Yeah. And I, at the time, I was just like, no, it's it's New Prague. New Prague isn't good. And the, you know, I bet people are like shaking their heads right now, and I am too, because you know, uh, there was a time when I was super stubborn about like newer bands, and I just wouldn't listen to them. Yeah. And uh, because you know, I've I've heard like some of them, and I just wasn't like interested at all. Uh, but eventually, I I did get around to that. And I did get around to like listening to Mind Fuzz. I think that was my first experience with them. And, you nice. know, and that was basically, you know, I was set, you know, because I it immediately grabbed me in because uh, Mind Fuzz, I, you know, I kind of make comparisons to that album, like some King Crimson albums, because, mm-hmm. you know, it has that sweet at the beginning that has like the super fast guitar parts. And I think of like 21st century schizoid man when I think of the mind fuzz medley. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's some similarities there I see. So I think part of it was just like, just like wormed into my head just because of how similar they were kind of. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's definitely, that's definitely a good way to, you know, get into something new is if it's got like, you know, hints of, uh, of, of stuff that you're already into. It's like a good way of easing you in um so so you, you first listened to mind fuzz uh you know sh- shortly after nonagon came out no this was or, just recently oh, oh was, okay this, this was last year actually like maybe like august i think yeah august okay. i i finally listened to mind fuzz and after that i was like okay i'm just gonna listen to them all now and i started with like anglesey because i'm super anal about like listening to like everything almost mm-hmm. so i started with anglesey uh, I wasn't like really impressed at first, but I think as I went further and I was just, and my friends were like, oh, they have a jazz fusion album. And I'm like, oh, nice. I got to listen to that now. And, you know, I just slowly discovered the rest of them. And even though I didn't like most of them at first, like I wasn't a big fan of like Polly or Rat's Nest at first, which is, you know, I'm shaking my head very, very hard at that because those are two of my like favorite albums now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's funny how that, how it works like that with Giz. Like, I remember the, it, it took me probably like six months to really get into sketches. Like I, I listened to it once through and I was like, all right, this is just weird. And I wasn't into jazz yet. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, I listened, you know, I, but I knew that I should probably just trust that it's actually good. And, you know, so eventually when the, when the right mood hit, I threw it on and I was like, okay, this is a tremendous album as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting how like sometimes you'll hear something from Giz and be like, eh, I don't know. And then, and you know, a couple months later, or maybe even a week or two later, it's like, you're, you've done a 180 on, yeah. on it. Like, yeah, it was also that way with uh, fishing for fishies, um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've come around on a lot of those songs as well. I was a big fan of uh, KG, actually. You know, yeah, like it seems kind of hit or miss for for a lot of people. Yeah, I was like the thing is, is that I was like really a fan of the singles when they came out, except for Automation, which you know is okay. I don't hate it now, but at the time I was just like, ugh. And then when the album came out, like all of my friends were really excited, and mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty excited too. Like I couldn't wait. Like I listened to the Bandcamp uh, version when it came out 
And yeah. I remember like anthology being like the part where I was just like, okay, maybe this album can be very good because you know it starts out with like the sort of like the cowboy surf stuff. Yeah. And that really reminded me of like Zappa. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure if you saw the Reddit post, but some people were like, Oh, if you like anthology, you should check out Zappa. You know, I've been meaning to check out Zappa for years and I <laughs> and I just haven't. But yeah, I and anthology I think is uh if it's not my favorite track off KG, it's it's you know definitely like second. Um but uh yeah, I that might be a good jumping off point for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, because going into Zappa. It's like it's like in a funky like tuning and like there's a lot of goofy stuff going on. And that's sort of like the whole vibe Zappa has too. So uh yeah, you know, it's, it's just very it's it's like the same way Mind Fuzz reminded me of King Crimson in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, and, and a lot of these bands like King Crimson, uh, Zappa, like I've, I, they, they, I I really wish I was like like more on your level for uh, you know understanding them because I haven't um, I, you know I've been meaning to check them out for the longest time. I actually did listen to a King Crimson record that uh I, f- I forget which one it was but was it court no um let me see I, i've got it in my in my spotify library i'm just gonna pull it up but i i i tried to you know i tried to get into it and i just i just couldn't it it wasn't i don't know if it was my mood that day oh man but... if, it, if it's like lark's tongues and aspic i'm gonna roast you <laughs> because that's that's certainly like my favorite album let's see uh for the sake of the roast let's hope it was huh i guess i don't have it saved anymore i'm i'm yeah i'm just flubbing this but uh (laughs) um yeah i i I think it was one of their earlier uh records um it might have been something like islands or uh i think it was islands actually yeah islands is like it's like their attempt at like a like sort of a fusiony sound yeah Uh, that that's yeah that, that's I mean, sort it, of how it, i summed it, <laughs> how I would sum it up it's got some deep cuts so i i understand if you're like maybe this wasn't for me so i mean even like the title track is like this really long like almost operatic uh fusion song so yeah, yeah. i i think that was a little little much for me in my first go but at the yeah. same time like Polygon Dwanaland was my first King Gizzard record that, you know, that, that was my first taste of them. Like, like listening yeah. to Kremlin Castle all the way through. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is absolutely wild. It's unlike anything I'd ever heard before. Um, you know, like, like, honestly, when I first heard it, I was thinking like, this is an interesting cross between like Tool and Jethro Tull. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Jethro Tool. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it because like I've talked with other people who tried listening to Polygon Land and it took them a while to get into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I wonder if it's like that with you know with other King Crimson records or it, like like is is Islands just uh, just one that is sort of out there as far as King Crimson goes? Or yeah, it's kind of an oddball. Like uh, you know they have like those records where like everyone like literally everyone, including their grandma, like puts them puts the album on like their chart or something like their music chart i don't know if you've seen those but like people make like music charts a lot on topsters or whatever Mm -hmm. and like everyone puts those albums on their 
you know, their charts because they're just classics. Like everyone loves them. Like there's Court, there's Red, and there's Discipline. Like those are the big three that everyone goes back to. Yeah. But but you know, Islands is sort of like somewhere like tucked away in their discography that people don't really touch that much unless you're like a big King Crimson fan like I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm gonna have to give them another shot with you know maybe a different record. Uh, what what like you know because like with Mind Fuzz that's kind of the you know the good intro record for Giz. Yeah. What would you say is the Mind Fuzz of King Crimson? Um, maybe something like. I mean, you can't go wrong with like Court or Red. Um, uh, I mean personally, I'd probably say something like Lark's Tongue, because I I just like love that record to death like mm-hmm. there's so many cool parts about it like they they do the double drumming thing on there and it's like re- it's nice. like it's really really cool how because one of the one of them is like a percussionist and like he likes to play a lot of like bells and cymbals and stuff while the other one bill bruford i don't know if you've heard of bill bruford but he's like the the prog drummer but he just goes nuts on the kit and then sometimes there will be times where they both get on the kit and they just go wild that's so, wild. So yeah, there's there's Wait, did so did King Crimson also so they also had two drummers? Yeah, uh Genesis did too. Like a lot of prog not a lot, but you know, there's been a quite a few prog bands who have who that have done that, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry, I just had to get my my dog uh untangled from the Ethernet cable. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah i mean like the grateful dead had two drummers um i i guess it's yeah it's it's interesting to me how many band like how i don't know it's not common to have two drummers but it's also not as unheard of as uh um you know people might think it it is you know because like like you hear in the in the live in san francisco record um you know that that girl in the beginning two drummers that's insane (laughs) me and my friends joke about that girl a lot like we'd say that like he she ruins the album i'm like oh how? she makes it <laughs> <laughs> well on you know i'm i feel like that now like she it's kind of nice to just have like someone just like commentating over it while it's happening in a way <laughs> because um uh i mean it makes you feel like you're there yeah yeah in a way um, yeah i i also like you know it's interesting how many of their live records have, you know, feature people, you know, shouting things out and stuff like, uh, you know, there, there's a girl in, in the Paris show that keeps shouting for rattlesnake. Uh, <laughs> and, and it, it starts to get obnoxious after a while, but, um, you know, and, and then in chunky shrapnel, you know, there's that, that girl that rushed the stage and yeah. just immediately regretted it once she realized, Oh shit, I have to speak to like 10,000 people now that I've, <laughs> now that I pulled this shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's it, it's sort of a fun um way i think that that king gizzard you know like incorporates the fans into into their albums you know yeah. e- even even if it is like nails on a chalkboard to a lot of people like it's it, it creates that atmosphere they could have easily like mixed her out or something but it was you know it was nice of them to just like keep that in there whether yeah. because they think it's funny or because it like you know, it just adds to the atmosphere. Um, yeah, I, I think it adds to, just to like the anything goes, you know, just sort of, you know, King Gizzard uh, hijinks you get at any sort of, you know, live show. It's just that unpredictability. Yeah. Um, like, like did, did you watch the uh, the Chunky Shrapnel 
uh documentary or video or yeah uh like the movie yeah yeah i've seen it a few times with like friends or whatever yeah and, so, uh, so so like like you know how I, I think I think it was in it was at the Alexandria Palace show uh, where the whole crowd just like starts sitting on the ground and they're doing like some sitting <laughs> weird sitting dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then and and then I think Joey goes like that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened at one of our shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just totally. I I just love how unpredictable uh, and random the you know the fan base is. Yeah, it's it's contagious too. Like, um, you know, you can't, you, there's no way you cannot get excited for this band. I feel like, like even, even me who like, like I, for a while, like I have a record collection. I, there's a box like right here, if you can mm-hmm. see, but, um, you know, I, I've been like collecting random like prog records for a while, but when I started getting into King, into King Gizzard, like I was like, okay, I need all of these albums right now. And I almost have all of them. I have like, like, I think it's like 16. Like I ordered a mind fuzz uh, mm-hmm. just recently off the Gizverse website. And oh, that, I don't think anyone's talked about that on the, on the podcast yet, but no, uh, was, the, the, the Gizverse uh, USA website. Yeah. It was kind of screwed up how they did that because they're, they said they had a bunch of copies of mind fuzz and quarters, mm-hmm. like colored ones. Uh, and they're going to put them up on the website at like two, no, at four EST. And huh. so they put them up. Well, they didn't put them up. That was the thing. They they waited or something to put them up. And then once they finally got up, it might have been like an error or something. But once they finally got up, you could only get quarters. Like there was an error on MindFuzz and you couldn't get it. Oh, damn. So, so I was like f5ing the shit out of my keyboard trying to get mind fuzz to work and eventually it did and then once i got to my cart uh you couldn't get quarters anymore because it was sold out uh so i just said to with mind fuzz itself yeah. which is fine because you know i love the album to death yeah 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 I, that, that sucks like it because like anytime the king gizzard announces a time that something's coming out it's like you can guarantee it's like almost a guarantee that one of the things you want is going to be sold out. Like, yeah. like I, I, cause when, when I got on, um, yeah, when I got on to order KG, you know, when, and, and live in San Francisco, when it, you know, the, the moment that it dropped, like I wanted to get the, uh, the denim, uh, pressing of, of KG. Cause yeah. I, I just really liked that color blue. And, um, and it, it was gone within five minutes. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. My friend um, actually got the white one. So I'm excited to to see what it looks like. Nice. Uh, apparently like like they were there there's news today that said that like they were running low. Well, not running low. They just didn't have enough copies of the white one or something. Oh. So they have to print more and it's coming in March or something. Oh, well that sucks. Yeah. You, you, you know it, it's weird. A lot of people have received their their copies of KG already and and like we're, for you know the sake of uh reference like like right now it's January 5th. Um yeah. uh and this is probably going to come out in a couple in a couple weeks or so. Um yeah. but uh yeah, so like like I saw a bunch of people already got their copies of of you know their their denim copies of KG. Uh, but you know, I ordered the yellow one and I have not gotten any sort of like shipping notification or 
or anything. I, I wonder if, if they just shipped out by what sold out first. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I also didn't get a shipping notification um, on their, uh, uh, like, like when I, when I bought the, the live in Asheville t-shirt. Um, yeah. So who knows, maybe they're just a little spotty with, uh, you know, sending, sending out those emails. But um, yeah. Uh, well, so, so, you know, back, back to like, um, I, I guess KG, uh, you know, so you, you mentioned you liked ontology. Were there any, and, and you liked the singles aside from automation. Um, what were, what did you think of like Intrasport and, uh, um, and like Odd Life? Oh, I love them. Yeah. Uh, I already heard Intrasport because of like the uh, little teaser they did yeah. on Instagram. And I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is really cool because it's just like, it's just a little like fun thing that Joey decided to do, I guess. And it's just nice of them to like keep pushing boundaries and do what they want. Like, um, like it's, it's really hard to predict what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like really, really hard. It's almost impossible. <laughs> like, yeah. cause like I tried to predict what was, you know, what was going to be, you know, like the, the theme of KG and I was just totally wrong. Um, or, or mostly wrong. Like I, yeah, I, I just had no, there was no way you could predict uh, what came out. And, and like, it's funny how they, you know, they released four singles um, from the album and then a fifth, if you count Intrasport. Um, and it, it was crazy how much of a misdirect it was because like based on the singles that they released, I was, you know, I wasn't expecting at all to get, uh, you know, something like Intrasport or even Odd Life uh, and especially not the Hungry Wolf of Fate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I and honestly, that might just be why I I love the record so much is just how unpredictable it proved to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on uh, just generally their their approach to the microtonal stuff? Like, did were you were you a fan of, of uh, the first one, Flying Microtonal Banana? I I absolutely love the idea because I'm a big fan of like audio experiments. I guess like. Mm-hmm. My favorite band is called Can. I don't know if you heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're like a German experimental rock band. And they do a lot, a ton of like audio experimental stuff. Like one of their songs from Tago Mago is like literally just like this droning. Um, like like they speed up the tape and like speed down the tape a lot. And it's just like this big drone that keeps building on itself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then I think there's like a solo, like a drum solo at the end. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild. So I just like when artists like can say just like screw it and just throw out any mm. sort of normal uh, precautions and just do what they want with audio in any interesting way. And so when they did like the microtonal stuff, immediately, I, you know, as a fan of like weird gear, like synthesizers and stuff, I was like, okay, the, you've sold me. I just I just need to hear what it sounds like and it was basically and Flying Microtonal Banana was basically like a Krautrock record in some ways yeah yeah because it had like the I think they even play the Moderic in some of the songs if you know what that is I I, I actually don't what 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 is that the, the Moderic beat is like is this uh it's like this drum 
pattern that Jackie Litsabite, I think that's his name. I, well, it's not how you pronounce it, but I, that's around what, <laughs> how you say it. He's German. That's yeah. the thing. Um, he played it a lot in Cannes, and it was described as like motoric, hmm. like like being almost like a machine, like driven sound. Oh, okay. By by like German uh, music critics, so it's just this pounding like machine almost sound that just drives forward like a car. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to um, check that out. Like like just do some other research on it because like uh, th- this sounds like one of those things where you're you're trying your absolute damnedest to explain it, but it's like <laughs> a really hard thing to explain. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, this is like really dumb nerd stuff so yeah yeah i mean i i I live for that shit you know yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean like like in this is a bit of an aside but like there is this uh there's this museum in phoenix uh arizona uh the musical instrument museum i live in chandler so oh what yeah oh shit yeah that's awesome yeah i I had no idea uh Mm -hmm. have you ever been to that museum no but i i want to like i've seen a video of it uh, I forgot who, but I think it was Davey. If you know who that is, I'm not. Sh- no, I. I he he, I don't he know. plays bass and he makes like bass comedy videos. I think he went there and played like a big bass, like oh, a huge bass, like a gigantic nice. one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I went there with my dad um, a couple years ago, and I mean, they 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 have like literally every instrument from all over the world, um, yeah. and just like some you know some replicas of some ancient ones as well like it's it's a really fascinating place you know Mm -hmm. whenever whenever they open up again i maybe they're even open now because i know arizona is a little more lax than than california um but uh yeah i i highly recommend that place i I wonder if they would have um you know if they would have one of those or or i i I guess so what is it called again the the mo it's the mode something the modester or Motoric. So Motoric. It's, just, it's motor and then ice IK. Okay, okay. Yeah. Motoric. Yeah. So so it, it, is it an, an electronic instrument or no, uh, it's it's just a drum beat that okay. they play a lot. And like oh, music. yeah. I got it. So it's it's a technique or a style. Yeah. Um I, I got you. I I take things literally <laughs> literally <laughs> sometimes. So I'm just like, what is this instrument? But yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. Um well, in any case, check out the, the cool-ass instruments that they got at the museum. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you could, you know, do motor, you know, a, a motoric. Is it like, so yeah, you could do a motoric beat or something with some of the drums you got there. I'm I'm just spitballing now, but. I, uh, I saw on that video, on the Davey one, that they have like a kit from Primus, like one of the drummers. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like that had like a double kick drum and everything, and it was super cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's really cool. I, you know, I didn't see anything, you know, when I was there, I didn't see any, I didn't see like the Primus ex- exhibit or anything. Um, they had a bunch of other, uh, uh, a bunch of other artists there that, that like they had their own personal uh, instruments, you know, on display there. Yeah. And, like a lot of these are, you know, old like R and B, blues, jazz musicians. Um, in some country as well. And I, I'm blanking on every single one of their names, but uh, yeah, it was just some wild stuff there. Um, 
but uh yeah so so have, have you ever gotten to uh to see giz live or nope uh i'm well those guys like Jaden, cherry amanda have been like pushing me to go to red rocks a little bit yeah and i want to go for sure but like hmm uh, <laughs> and I, I, I have i have allowance and like i like to spend it on record so i'm not sure when i'll be able to be like okay i'm finally gonna pay for a ticket yeah i mean yeah. The, the the way i think of it is like you know because the, the red rocks ticket something something like 60 bucks i think yeah plus transportation like, like basically it would it'd be like trading the opportunity to buy like eight records for <laughs> for for you know one or two shows and just like a whole experience i i don't know i yeah for for me i think it's worth it but that's also because i've already got the Same tickets done. yeah I, I and i just realized this uh a, co a couple days ago i it's been over a year since i purchased my, my red rocks tickets yeah and i'm just like it, it's so weird to um i don't know rediscover how patient i am because <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's just like the moment i i bought the tickets from from that point forward i was just like all right it's just gonna be a waiting game until you know i find myself in denver uh and here we are in 2021 and it still hasn't happened but yeah. um anyway uh yeah but, you know back to get so, so like i i you know I, I see you've got you know your guitar and uh and some drums back there um so do, do you play music yourself do you do like some of that some of your own audio experimentation uh, I like to practice a little bit. Like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, proficient in an instrument mm -hmm. or that I'm, like, really, like, intermediate at any instrument. But I, I do like to, like, play around with them, I guess. Um, nice. And I do like to just... Because I have pedals, too, that I use. Like, I have a delay, I have a tremolo. And Sick. I just like to hook them up and just, like, like make noises <laughs> because I think that's just fun. Um, yeah even though you know it might drive some people crazy i just like like the sort of manipulation you can achieve of audio uh i also really like synthesizers mm -hmm. like um i'm a big nerd for like uh moog stuff like if you showed me a moog or something i'd flip my shit because i love <laughs> those things yeah well you know i so I've, I've, this is another one of those things where I've heard of a Moog and I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I listen to, you know, like prog and stuff. So yeah. of course I know what a Moog is, like a mini Moog. And of course I know like what, you know, they sound like, Yeah. but they have a very, they have a very beefy sound that I just really appreciate, especially in the music where I listen to, where like the, there's a huge band playing and you got to really cut through the mix yeah and then you know these keyboard gods come out and then they just play a wild solo while pitch bending the whole time mm -hmm. yeah yeah so 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 that that's that's what a moog is it's it's just the uh like like the the thing that you know well it's like a brand of synthesizer like okay a pretty famous one yeah, yeah. And, and, and so like, like like that's that's where you do like all the pitch bendy stuff um or yeah i i mean i'm clearly i am not uh, well-versed in synthesizers i would like to be um mm -hmm. but uh but yeah i mean i think i know what the moog is uh now that you're describing it you know with with bending pitch and everything yeah. um yeah it's 
Actually, is is that what they used on um, shit? I, I but like on, on one of those um, one of those electronic instrumental tracks from Chunky Shrapnel from the record. Oh um, yeah, I think they used a Mo Grandmother for that. Yeah, yeah. Because because now I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I want to say it was uh, um, Quarantine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's just like you got that thing just wailing it's it almost sounds like a soprano saxophone but you can tell it's it's a synth yeah um, i i like those tracks because they're well maybe not like on vinyl because then you just gotta like sit through it but like you know when when you know you're just listening to the, like the album or watching the movie it's just nice to have like a little breather while the synth is playing like a little uh sequence yeah i honestly i, I even like it on the album um, you know, it, it's not one that I, that I would necessarily want to have on vinyl, but I do like the way that they, um, that, you know, that they included those tracks as sort of like, you know, segues between, you know, blocks of, you know, live performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was definitely something I wasn't expecting, uh, when Chunky came out. Um, but it did give a little more insight into, you know, how, maybe they'd want to explore a little into the, you know, into that synthesizer electronic space a little, a little further than just Cyboogie and, um, uh, you know, and, and, and those tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what, you know, when you, when you heard Chunky for the first time and, and, and those tracks specifically, did those give like, did those pique your interest a bit? Um, like were, were, were you a little surprised by those? Like, where was I surprised by like the performances? Uh, no, of, of just the um, uh, you know, just like those little electronic tracks that you know, oh. like quarantine and parking. And I thought they're interesting, you know, they they serve a function and they do it well. Uh, and I really how they took like time out of the movie to just like have scenes of like the band doing stuff, like. Like there's that scene where Ambi is like sitting on the statue's lap that I thought was really charming. Yeah, I mean there there was that scene, and uh, I mean I I, th- I think that actually might be the scene w- where they're playing um, that that song with 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 the Moog. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's a, an ambulance going by or something because my dog started singing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she always that that's the only time she barks is when there's an ambulance or a fire truck going by. She'll, she'll just start to like do her own impression of a siren. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I really did like those, uh, you know, just, just those scenes from Chunky, like, like you're talking about. Um, Cause like, I, I thought it was a really tactful way of, of, of humanizing the band without, you know, despite the fact that they're not asking for, you know, any direct commentary from them. Um, it was just sort of a, it seemed like with that scene of Ambi and the statue specifically, it just seemed like um, just honestly, it's, it's kind of seemed like it could be a music video for odd life, you know, um, if just like here, here you are during the day in some random city uh, and you're just seeking the comfort of a statue. Um, yeah. You know, that's, I mean, it, it was just a fascinating uh, kind of dynamic to me. I know some people who actually like hate those little um, those little breaks in the movie, and I think that's that's kind of stupid, because I mean it's it's 
I mean, you could tell like the band wanted to do that, like the band wanted to show you that part. Yeah, for and sure. I think it's 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 kind of stupid to like expect like. I, I, I just have to mute my microphone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think it's kind of stupid for people to be like, oh, you know, with all that extra space, they could have played, they could have included Rattlesnake or something, and it's like. But it's not about having cramming every song into the album in a way. It's about just showing like the raw experience of being on tour and you know doing fun things. And that's why I think uh, the last song was the way it was. Like I don't necessarily yeah. really like History of a Planet Earth. Like I I think me and my friends joke a lot about how like it's a one chord jam, and you know that's kind of what it is. But I think it's just very nice. It's especially on film watching it uh, unfold and just seeing them like have fun and pass the beer to the sound guy. Yeah, it was really impressive how they managed to actually make that beer all the way back to him. Uh, yeah, in, in like a pretty short amount of time. Uh, but yeah, like I, I definitely had the same feeling about you know the history of plant brief history of planet Earth because like, you know it it is just a, a one chord jam and sorry my table's shaking the dogs are just going nuts here but um <laughs> um yeah the uh uh but yeah i i remember thinking like i wish this was something you know like i wish they had just done the full head-on pill but at the same time um they're trying to captivate you know they're trying to capture that experience that atmosphere of being at the show and you know like i've i've been at one of their shows where um, you know, where they didn't finish up with just one of their own songs. Like they, uh, it, it was when they were on tour with Amel and the Sniffers a couple of years ago and they came on uh, like both Amel and King Giz. Uh, they, they went into Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, um, mm -hmm. which was just like the coolest thing. But, um, you know, a, a lot of it was just like kind of just jamming on, on one chord and just like a very simple, a very basic uh, progression. But, you know, it wasn't so much about the song as much as it was just about the energy of the place and like I, I think they played that uh you know that medley just that one chord jam uh you know you know on um I I think it was probably the I want to say it was the last date of the of the U uh the UK tour. Yeah um, that's that's why I was told yeah. Yeah which makes sense you know they want to cap it off with like the two bands that they've been touring with for a couple months and um yeah I mean and, and they they're all good friends anyway so it's like like that's why I enjoyed it. I was like, "Hey, look at these guys! Just they're just jamming. They're having a good time in front of like, you know, ten thousand plus people. Um, who, like, how can you not love that? You know? Yeah. Uh... But um, anyway, uh, trying to that that, that was that was kind of a, a long tangent <laughs> that I I, okay. I don't know how to circle back from, but um, uh. But yeah, you know, so so like, um, I guess with uh, well, yeah, something else I want to ask you about with KG, you know, because like they did have, there there did seem to be some prog elements of you know like like with ontology, uh, odd life, and just, and I guess also, uh, um, I mean, straws in the wind a little bit, like like there was just yeah. a lot of um, uh, just a lot of subtle prog. If you know what I'm saying, because like there yeah. there weren't any super long songs, but they all were a little intricate. What what did you think about the the song structure, um, in, in terms of, of uh, 
you know, coming from like a prog background. I, I appreciated it because I, I'm a big fan of like long songs. Like one of my favorite records is third by soft machine, which I think okay. actually inspired quarters a little bit because uh, it's a two LP record and every, each side is its own song. And like, they're long and they're very like jazz fusiony. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, um, I'm a big fan of that sort of like song structure, like just stretching it out and just doing as much as you can in that much amount of time and like mm-hmm. building upon themes and other nerdy stuff like that. And um, I appreciate songs like Straws because they could just, you know, they could just, you know, riff a bit and do like these cool little runs on the acoustic guitar. And, yeah. and on Ontology, they I really appreciated how they like actually had like a solo for once, mm-hmm. you know, with that comeback that was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, and and I kind of picked up on that like after, um, like it, it reminded me of of Hell on yeah. uh, on on Rat's Nest uh, of just like being a song that had just that second part, yeah. um, and and then you know they sort of did it again with Odd Life, you know, with with ambrose's little like uh thing that some people call rap yeah uh, and um yeah I, I mean you know so that that was fascinating um yeah I, I i i could definitely see them you know doing it live dragging out even further yeah. um and that's definitely something i'm, I'm looking forward to is the, just seeing how they play these live the second part of odd life was also another like really cool moment for me uh odd life was actually like my favorite song off kg for a while until you know i started like really getting into ontology mm-hmm. but i really liked ontology because of like the the yeah 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 i i like ontology. oh sorry sorry keep going you know the breakdown the end with like ambrose like fast singing yeah which which is also kind of another zappa thing like fast singing Mm-hmm. like he had like in one of my favorite zappa songs for example uh montana mm-hmm. uh there's a really fast singing part that goes uh i can't remember actually but it's just this it's just this uh singer singing really really fast they're singing uh i don't care what you silly folk think anyway i don't care what you silly folk think anyway but they they sing that like really, really fast oh man that's a tongue twister that yeah <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's impressive. Um, yeah, I because like like I I know I would stumble over. I I know for a fact I will stumble over. You know, trying to sing something too fast or something. I I once <laughs> attempted to do "Lose Yourself" at karaoke, <laughs> and I, like I, I was in college. This was like ten years ago, and um, yeah, I I was just absolutely hammered. And since I was going to school for for broadcasting, I thought that because I could read a teleprompter, I could therefore rap off of a teleprompter while I'm drunk. And like, you know, you know, the, the song starts up, it's just like, dun, 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 dun. You know, it, it's, it's Eminem, it's Lose Yourself. And uh, then, the, then like the lyrics start, the lyrics show up on the screen. And I'm just like, oh fuck, I missed the beat. And I just threw the mic down and ran out of the bar and left my, <laughs> left my sober friend there to pick up the pieces. Uh, <laughs> um, Totally unrelated, uh, just an aside that I thought was amusing that you reminded me of. Um, 
<laughs> with, with fast singing. Uh, mm -hmm. th like it is a serious talent that you have to have um, with like, I imagine just a lot of focus. Uh, yeah. I mean, Zappa is like known for like, like really hitting hard on like getting like the most, the most, uh, what's the word? Not incredulous, but the most like, uh, crazy people i guess just like the people who can do the most like bad shit insane things that they can like, yeah yeah like he has a lot of bands where you know they hear them you hear them play and you're like how do they do that mm -hmm. like i mean and, he just took like the most eccentric people he could find that were yeah 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 like uh not only like is there that like that fast singing stuff that he does but also he has like one of my favorite uh keyboardists he has his name is Tommy Mars, and he does this cool thing. He plays like uh, a synth solo on like this really brassy synth, so it kind of sounds like a saxophone or something while he's oh. playing, and it goes do 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 do, and then he starts scat singing on top of it, so it'd be like ba 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 ba, and it's just it's just really funny seeing him do stuff like that, like just take the most crazy people he can, put them in a group. And then just play the most crazy music he can think of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, I mean, there are just some people's minds that, I mean, just completely blow mine. <laughs> you know, like, because like, like I'm a creative person, and I would love to, you know, have have that, you know, level of creativity where I'm able to, you know, put out that kind of stuff. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it obviously. I, I, you know, I can only be who I am, so I, I can't let, you know, I, I don't let that eat me up too much, but sometimes I'm just like, how did you come up with this? Um, I mean, it, and, and it was, it was insane, like, you know, how King Gizzard, even this, you know, last year, just, you know, not being able to tour and, and hardly being able to re rehearse with each other, like, um, you know, at least for a little while, they were, like, I think they recorded, autom uh, um, not automation, they recorded uh, KG uh, mostly in isolation, just, uh, recording their own parts and then sending them to student to you know mix them but um it, it was just really impressive to me to see how much uh stuff and, and and like how varied all of their different releases and different projects were uh last year um that uh you, you know we're, we're we're sort of like in that same vein of just like how did you think to do this like like releasing all of those bootlegs for people to press on their own uh you know the automation video um and and just like all the other you know live shows and uh it was it was just insane like yeah i don't know where <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that it's just it's just something that made me think like in a business sense they were kind of going full zappa you know yeah it's it i mean it's really a miracle that like they uh this band stands on two feet, but also kind of like flies, you know, because they make all of these strange decisions that normal people would be like, uh, I don't know about that. But then, you know, they, it pays off. Yeah. Like, you know, they started flight lists or whatever. And they also started doing things with their releases that were interesting. And then they started doing the bootlegging thing with like Polly. And then they just did it again with all those live albums yeah and uh it's just it's just really cool 
to see some people push the envelope, especially a band that like, you know, most people wouldn't expect stuff like that from, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, especially just like with how much music they make, it's like, wouldn't you get, because like personally, whenever I write a song, I, I'm just like, sweet, I wrote a song today. I'm, my work's done. <laughs> you know, like, like I just don't think to, you know, do like all the the additional stuff on top of it like you know whatever business stuff or or, you know further mixing or who knows what but it's just like they never stop working it's and and it seems like they're not tired of it either which is just bananas to me yeah um but uh yeah um but you know you you mentioned before quarters and I, i i wanted to circle back to that um you know like now that you explain like how similar it was to uh um did you say it was similar to uh which 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 band was it that had the the two lp album soft Soft machine okay soft machine yeah yeah um so and and since i'm not familiar with them at all actually uh i'm assuming that album came out uh before like well before quarters yeah it was like 70s i think okay sweet okay so when quarters came out um or i mean i I guess since you just got into King is like a year ago, but like when you discovered quarters, uh, what was, I mean, I mean, I imagine you're, you're pretty psyched about that. Like how, how did that come about? Um, well, I was already hooked on the concepts because, you know, I was already hooked on all of the concepts probably. That's probably how I like really sunk into them so far because yeah. I was just, I heard about like one album and I was like, okay, I need to hear that now. Uh, but quarters was pretty nice because Although it wasn't like super fusiony the whole time, like the river and uh, lonely still sheet fire are pretty fusiony, yeah. but the other two songs are like super psyche and like dream poppy almost. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would consider lonely still sheet fire to be pretty pretty psyche. You know, it, yeah. it, it's it, it it's out there. Kind of it kind of makes it feel like you're flying a little bit. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I but yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying about the uh, you know, infinite rise and God is in the rhythm being a little more, um, you know, being a little more in the poppy vein than than psychedelic. Um, I mean, I, I didn't mind it because, you know, I was I was already hooked on like Mind Fuzz and that had like hot water and yeah. And uh, her and I, which is more like the giz sort of psych pop thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, in any case, I, I understood why, you, you know, you're, you're, you're angry that, uh, that your, your quarters got, you know, dropped from the order. Um, like after, after bringing up like the similarities between that and the, uh, uh, um, and soft sound, or soft sound, soft machine, soft machine. It's fucking Christ. I, I, <laughs> I'm losing my goddamn mind. Uh, <laughs> But um, I think we're going to get to wrapping up pretty soon. Uh, but before I let you go, um, is there anything else that you've been thinking about uh, Giz related that, that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I'm just excited to see what they do with LW. Like, uh, I know that Ambrose got like a saxophone and now they're, they might focus with only one drummer mm-hmm. and like drum machines too. And, you know, I'm for that 100% because, you know, I, I love fusion. Uh, 
if they could do like some R&B-ish type stuff, I'd be cool with that too because I'm a fan of R&B now. Yeah. Uh, and I love drum machines like a lot too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Genesis is a band that I really love and they use drum machines really well, especially on like their Phil Collins albums. Uh, like they program it so that it sounds, it sort of like melts into the rest of the band a little bit. Like it sounds sort of like a, it's not just like a, it's not just a drum machine. Like it's it's not, it's not just like rhythm, but it's also kind of like a melody too. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm so, excited. I know that they can reach those kinds of highs with their music. I'm just waiting for them to like, really just like blow me away, like they have again and again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an addiction, man. Like like just <laughs> like, there's like ah oh, new gears, yes, and it's, I mean, cause like they're yeah. I mean, you know, like I was saying with KG, like I had no idea what was coming. Um, like, like after, after, uh, um, I guess after minimum brain side or, or like after listening to the, the A side of the album, um, you know, which had three singles, um, you know, then listening to the B side, starting with ontology, I was just like, okay, fuck, here we go. And it's just like that feeling you get from hearing a brand new thing from Gibbs for the first time is just like, a feeling that I'm very thankful uh, that we get to experience at least 16 or 17 times, <laughs> you know, um, with all the new albums. But uh, yeah, th- there is just something special to like f- when you first get to dissect, you know, a new Giz track or a new album. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm I'm really looking forward to to LW coming out, and hopefully that's before the spring. Um, I, I don't want to have to wait as long for that as I did for KG. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Brian, th- thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh, and You're enlightening welcome. me and everybody else uh, to, you know, Prague. And, and I think other people have, you know, over, plenty of people have told me you got to listen to King Crimson. Not as many people have been recommending Genesis. Uh, obviously Zappa is definitely up there too, but uh, thanks for, for hitting on those. Um <laughs> Because uh, this is, I don't know, it, it might just be the the state of mind I'm in right now, but I'm just like, this is a wake-up call. I got to start li- listening to some new stuff from the 70s. So <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate appreciate your time and, and you know, all your knowledge that you bring to the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. All right, man. Take it easy. And thanks, thank you, everybody, for listening.